Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. However, joining us now, another friend to the Oakley Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, Leo Samfiru, uh, when it comes to the money that the Prime Minister talked about, augmenting the CERB, the relief benefit, for those who are making less than 1000 a month. These are itinerant workers, volunteer firefighters, uh, might be people stocking shelves and that, students uh, who may not have gotten a job that they were anticipating over the summer, so uh, hoping to fill the gaps. Let's see what Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer at Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, has to say on these matters and more. Good afternoon, Lior. Hope you're staying safe. Uh, good afternoon, John. Great to be with you. So, Lior, uh, with this latest announcement of the CERB, uh, I guess addendum, is there anyone left who's not covered? Well, th- there is, and, and certainly there's. these are all welcome changes, but uh, there's, for example, those individuals who may have had a, a substantial pay cut and, you know, maybe are making instead of $5,000 a month, they're now making $1,500 a month. So there's still that gap. I understand the government has to draw a line somewhere, and they drew the line at that $1,000. Individuals that are now uh, that are expected to be working uh, and, and they're not going to be covered except those that may have gone off EI in January. The people that may have been on off EI before that or they were never on EI. So there's still going to be quite a few people that cannot work now because of the virus and are still not captured. But it certainly does a much, much better job than the initial version of the CIB. You know, that's a curiosity, as you say. Uh, so prior, it was anybody making uh, more than five grand. Uh, on a monthly, or I guess it was annually, wasn't it? Five thousand. Now uh, it's a thousand dollars. So there, there is that gap. Why wouldn't they just fill the whole hole in and say uh, anybody who's uh, risked losing their jobs or has their job downgraded or so on and so? I mean, why didn't he do it that way? It seems like they're doing this incrementally. I think it's probably a, a cost issue. I think the cost we're talking about millions and millions of people affected would be so substantial that. At this point, the, the government is, is not necessarily willing to go there. It's quite possible, as this thing evolves, that the, the category is going to be expanded as to who uh, who qualifies. But right now, there's still going to be people that are not working right now or are working significantly reduced hours where their income is a fraction of what it was, and they still do not qualify for this benefit. Uh, but as before, you've had to have the previous version, you had to have your income reduced completely to zero to nothing before the government would pay you this benefit. So I always suggested that that is an unfair and unreasonable requirement, and I'm glad that that's been changed at least somewhat now. All right, and so the CERB has basically subsumed or replaced EI, uh, at least temporarily. If somebody is on CERB, 2000 a month for four months, and they're offered a job uh, because somebody's gotten up and running again or whatever, a job presents itself are they at risk of losing their CERB? And uh, whether or not, you know, in these times where some folks may just say, uh, my company is winding down, we've been hit so badly uh, economically, there's no income coming in, and so you want to dismiss people. 
I wonder if the rules still apply, or is there something that would be extraordinary that might uh, likewise subsume those rules? Both of whom have a background in business, and of course business is a primary consideration during these times where I guess a lot of small businesses are uh, unduly stressed. And some were told that, uh, you know, the cavalry was coming over the hill by way of this uh, government plan. It was part, I don't know, part two or three when the government uh, announced this three-headed hydra a few weeks back. And uh, the CERB seems to be getting all the attention these days. But for businesses, uh, it was the Canada Emergency Business Account, which, you know, would top up uh, the subsidy for their employees to three quarters of fifty-eight thousand seven hundred, at a maximum of eight forty-seven a week, but to qualify for uh, this kind of thing, you had to show a drop in your revenues. All right, uh, I was just asking. You know, if somebody does get a job offered, does does that disqualify them or cut short their CERB benefits? It would disqualify them if that job pays them a thousand dollars or more a month. And you know, the government has made it clear that their goal is to get people working and. The problem with the initial version of the benefit was it completely provided a disincentive to people from working. And I've had employers say, I want to get people back to work, but they say I can make more money on the CERB. So now at least it allows some income to be earned. But I still think you're going to have people saying that they're better off being on the CERB uh, because, of, uh, because of the fact that if they earn more than $1,000, they get nothing. Right. And so we can anticipate that there will be some folks who will be gaming the system. But uh, in these extraordinary circumstances, we don't sweat the details right now. Uh, we cover that off after the fact. How about folks, uh, you know, who are stressed and maybe want to dismiss employees? Uh, have the rules changed or are they still in effect when it comes to dismissal, constructive, unjust or whatever? Those rules are still in play. And that's a, it's a terrific question because there's almost this misconception that because these are exceptional times, the laws, the rules don't apply. So when it comes to a termination of employment, an employer still has to pay the employee the same amount, the same notice or severance they would have had to pay in the usual situations. But it's even more than that. We've heard about temporary layoffs. And you know, so many people, millions of people have been temporarily laid off. Despite how commonplace it is right now, it does not change the fact that at law, a temporary layoff is considered to be a termination or at least gives the employee the right to treat that as a termination. So an employer may be in a difficult situation saying, I have no choice but to lay off these five employees. But by doing that, if the employees so choose, the employer may have to pay them their severance and termination entitlements. So that's something that employers do have to keep in mind, that the laws are still there and in some situations, it could create a, a significant liability. Lior, you've just scratched the surface, whetted the appetite. But tonight, after 7 o'clock, the Employment Law Show takes place. You're going to be answering all kinds of questions about employment law. So we'll let you go and prepare for that. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you're staying well and healthy. I am. Thank you. Same to you. All the best. You got it. Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer with Samfiru Tamark and LLP. After 7 tonight at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.